Welcome to the Legal Marketing 101 podcast presented by Rosen Advertising. I'm your host, Toby Rosen. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about landing pages. Landing pages are one of my favorite things to work on and one of my least favorite things to work on when we're writing new landing pages. We do a lot of testing on landing pages and we've come up with some pretty killer designs and some really cool copy. And I really love setting up these pages and running them with new firms. But today we're going to talk about three of the biggest questions I get about landing pages and about some of the software we're using for landing pages. We'll start with question number one. Why aren't my landing pages working? Sometimes this is why aren't my landing pages converting or why aren't my landing pages getting good scores on Google, but they're all really the same question. Why isn't my landing page bringing me more clients? And we'll talk about a couple of the key elements of landing page design and basically the main thing that you really need to be doing every time you have somebody come to your site, but it's really, really critical for landing pages. So let's start with what are the key elements of landing page design? Now, there are a couple of key things that I always try to explain to attorneys or, or marketers or anybody setting up a new landing page. The first is we want to use a really clean, tested design. We want to use something that we know is working either in an industry similar to ours or in another industry where we think okay, we can convert this into something that will work in our industry, in the legal industry. And when I say a clean design, I mean something simple. We'll get into this in item number two, why it's so important to have a clean design and have a very clear call to action. But having a tested design is something that's really, really important for getting your landing page up to speed quickly. We don't wanna always be starting with brand new designs that we think are going to work because the reality is marketers, lawyers, generally, we do not know what's going to work. We think we know what's going to work, but after 10 years of testing landing pages, both in the legal industry and other industries, I can tell you confidently that we never know with 100% certainty whether or not something's going to work. We can do a lot of testing and we can gather a lot of data. And a lot of the time we can tell when things aren't going to work a lot better than we can tell things are going to work. But what we can almost never do is say, this is going to perform exactly like this. We can have a pretty good hunch and we can have data that backs up our hunch. But typically when we're going into a new market, we're launching a new objective or working with a new firm, it's nearly impossible to tell whether or not something is going to work. So that's the first thing is to use a tested design because we know this has worked somewhere else. And at least we know that some other people are converting on that page. Even if it's not related to the practice area, let's say it's a download page for a book that you're selling. You can use pre-tested book design pages from a service like Lead Pages or Unbounce, and we'll come to those in question two. But you can use one of these pre-tested designs to speed up your development process so you don't have to think of brand new designs on your own. All you have to do is style it for your firm, change the colors, change the branding, change a little bit of the content, and you're good to go. So that's a, a major benefit of those designs. But again, the primary reason we use tested designs is because we know that people will convert on that design. So once we have that design figured out, now what we need is a call to action. We need to decide what it is our page is essentially going to be selling. In our agency, we tend to run a lot of ebook pages and some consultation pages with things like Calendly. But the key with CTAs is really to pick one or two and be consistent with how they're displayed and make sure that they're prominent and displayed frequently throughout the page. We don't wanna overload a user, but we wanna make sure that if the user comes to the page within 10 seconds, even if they don't scroll past the hero section of the page, they're going to see a CTA. We wanna make sure it's front and center, and we wanna make sure that everything on that page is supporting that action that we're asking a user to take. So if we have an ebook page, 
everything on that page is focused on the ebook, why this ebook is valuable, what you're going to learn in this ebook, who wrote the ebook, and why are they an expert. And then everything beyond that is a call to action. If the information doesn't sell you on it, we're going to try and force it down your throat, but we absolutely want to make sure that the call to action is front and center on the page so that we don't lose users who are hitting the page quickly and we don't have users who are distracted from what it is we're trying to do. If we have multiple CTAs, more than one or two, people are going to be distracted and it's much more difficult to get a user to convert when they have lots of different options. We can always track conversions on, on all of the different options and I have seen versions of that work, but in general, the more we can simplify things on the page, the easier it will be to convert users who are visiting the page. The rule in pay-per-click, and this has changed a huge amount over the years, but the rule in pay-per-click is that you have nine seconds to grab somebody's attention and get them to convert. If we can't hook them within that nine or 10 seconds, we're going to lose them. So when we set CTAs on pages, we wanna make sure that we have a very clear action that we're having a user go to, and we wanna make sure that it's not an overload of CTAs. We just want to have one or two, and that way we can funnel the user exactly into the action that we want them to take. And on that subject of not distracting users, we want to make sure that we don't overload them with pop-ups. We don't have videos that drag attention away from the CTA. And I'll say that videos are good, but if what we really want a user to do is click on a button to contact us or to download something or to buy something from us, a video that pulls focus from that CTA is ultimately going to be detrimental to our click-through rate. So when we use that type of content, we just wanna make sure it's positioned in a way that works well with what we're doing and it doesn't stand in the way of our funnel. Finally, on our landing pages, one of the most critical things we wanna make sure we're doing is telling a story. On a landing page, it's not enough to just say who you are and what you do. We need to be able to connect with the user. When we talk about that 10 seconds to catch somebody's attention, if we can say something to them in the above the fold section of the page, we can grab that user's attention almost immediately. If we're talking about a divorce client and we put up a line on a landing page that says, do you not know where to turn next? For some users, that line is gonna be incredibly powerful and we'll be able to keep the users on the page much longer. When it comes to keeping users on the page, it's not just enough to tell that story in the hero though. We do have to keep telling that story as we go throughout the page. Whenever we're talking about what it is we're offering, we wanna make sure that we're doing it in a way where the user can relate to the emotion someone is feeling. So we're telling a story on the page about a fictional character, essentially. We're telling a story about someone who is going through this problem, who is going through the exact same thing as what our target user is going through when they land on the page. And that way, when the user reads that page, they're gonna read through this content and say, wow, that sounds like me. I can't imagine how this attorney can understand exactly where I'm coming from. The person on the page has to be exactly like the user. And that's the most critical element of landing pages that makes them really, really successful. All of these other things we've talked about, having good organization of CTAs, having a clean, tested design, all of those things pale in comparison to telling the story. I've seen landing pages that have absolutely nothing on them. Blank white pages with a block of black text and a button at the bottom that convert better than 90% of lawyers' websites. And the reality is it's all about that story and 
talking to the user directly and having them understand that you are the person who understands them more than any other attorney does. And actually that's something we wanna do throughout our entire marketing funnel, but for the landing pages, it's incredibly critical because we really don't have much time to get a user interested in what it is we're trying to sell. If you have all of those pieces together, you have a clean tested design, you have the CTAs worked out, you don't distract users with pop-ups or attention grabbing videos, and you tell a real story that can relate to your clients, you have the fundamentals of what we need on a good landing page, whether it's for pay-per-click, whether it's for organic search, whether it's for social. Having those key pieces are critical for success with a landing page. Next up, the big question I get about actually building the landing pages is, should I build them on my site? Or should I use one of the landing page builders like Lead Pages, Unbounce, or ClickFunnels? Personally, I love Lead Pages. I'm a huge Lead Pages user, and I think it's really great for prototyping things quickly and testing out new landing page ideas. But there are absolutely drawbacks. And I'll run through a couple of the things I love the most about these types of landing page products and a couple of things that aren't as great. So first on the list, like I said, is testing and prototyping. We can get through this much, much faster than we can with building a page on a traditional site, just because these pages are set up to be very easy to build. There's not a lot of fiddling around with code. There's not a lot of changing styling. All we really have to do is enter a few basic colors in our brand colors and lead pages, and they have similar systems on Unbounce and ClickFunnels. And then we can style the pages as we see fit and enter our own copy. But it's really quick to get a page up and running. If we needed to do a page in a standard builder like like Elementor or WP Bakery Builder, that takes us somewhere between an hour and two hours to build. But if we do a pre-built landing page on lead pages, we can have it up in 15 or 20 minutes. We can send it over to a client, review more, and then we can get it out live within a couple of hours. So it makes it a lot easier for us to prototype quickly and make design changes. But there are some downsides with these products. The first one is sometimes they're slower. Because they're running on a different server, you don't have the full control over it that you do when you have it on your site, and you're not able to optimize the speed the same way you can with a WordPress or custom site. So sometimes you do have a little bit of a slowdown, and this is actually really critical for marketers. For legal marketing, it's not as critical as it is for verticals like e-commerce or online businesses, but it is definitely important, and we can't have slow landing pages. Lead Pages is pretty good about this, and Unbounce is pretty good as well. You get a little bit more flexibility, I think, on page speed with Unbounce, but it's something to be aware of that ultimately with these pages, if you have a design that works, you've been running it either to paid campaigns or it works well with organic, you wanna get that integrated into the site if you're using one of these builders. The builders are really fantastic for, like I said, testing, prototyping. You don't have to code very much to get the pages up and running, but they do have drawbacks because they are an outsourced product. They're not natively integrated into your site. You can use a plugin if they're on WordPress, but there, there's just a level of separation there that can make them a little challenging when you really try to get into the higher tiers of performance marketing. The next issue is the cost. With these pages, we have a monthly cost attached to them. Once we integrate something into the site, that cost is dispersed with all the other costs that we have for running the website. For these landing pages, if we're using an outsourced service like Lead Pages or Unbounce, we're paying a monthly fee to access that service. So that's why I recommend after that testing phase, integrating as much as you can into the website so you cut that cost down a little bit. But again, that monthly fee is really worth it a lot of the time when we're talking about getting testing together quickly and not having to fiddle around with code to get an idea together for a paid campaign. The third thing that's really challenging about these products is sometimes the designs 
can't really be modified to be 100% on brand. And what I mean by that is these builder products have relatively templated systems. So they're a little bit isolated in some ways. They're, they're not particularly isolated in terms of data, but in terms of design, they're, they can be a little bit limited. In some cases, if you have very specific design needs, let's say you're using a custom font on the website, you may not be able to get the design to exactly the same place as it is on your website. Sometimes there may be some mismatch between fonts and that kind of stuff. And, and it's a small issue, but it's something that some attorneys do really care about. And if having that brand 100% consistent is actually critical for your business, then building the pages custom on your site is probably going to be what you need to do rather than using one of the outsourced services. So once we've decided where we're going to build our page and what content we want to put on our page, we have to decide what our call to action is actually going to be. We talked a little bit about grabbing people's attention and telling a story, and that's something that a lot of attorneys do while they're offering a consult or basic services from their firm. They say, schedule a consultation with us, schedule a call with us, and they get them into their typical sales funnel that way. And that works. There are plenty of firms all over the world who run their marketing that way, and they make lots of money. But at the same time, I also see a lot of firms struggling with that approach. And the reality is that that works a lot of the time, but it also only really works in particular situations. If we're talking about a family law firm where we have very high case values and we have long lead times to get somebody to actually retain the firm, then pushing for a consult on that landing page is likely not going to lead to a conversion. And really, that's all we care about is conversions. So when it comes to picking your call to action, we really want to think about what we're telling in that story and where that user is in the marketing and sales process. So if that user isn't ready to pick up the phone and make a phone call and figure things out, if they're still going to be a little bit scared, a little bit anxious, a little bit nervous, then we can put in a call to action that allows them to be nurtured a little bit. We can use an email autoresponder sequence. We can use an ebook. We can use a webinar series, or we can use a text message or WhatsApp series. We can use any of these products to start nurturing that client without forcing them into an immediate consult. So when it comes to choosing your call to action, it's really important. Like everything else, it's really important to go back and look through your client story, think about where that user is in the process, and try to offer them something that's actually going to feel like they're being helped. They're actually going to get those warm fuzzies inside and say, you know what, this could work. This could be the way that I get out of this problem that I'm having. So when we're picking that CTA, like I said, super, super important on the story and really with everything in landing pages, it's very, very important to go back, work on that story. It's something that I talk about a lot. I know there are a lot of other attorney educators out there that talk about a client story and a lot of business educators that talk about client story, but it is absolutely critical. Thinking about that mindset of the, the user that you're working with, of the client that you're working with, not just for their experience once they hire your firm, but to get them to hire your firm, you have to be able to speak directly directly to that person. You have to be able to say something to them that they can't imagine anybody who didn't know them personally would be able to say to them. So that's our episode on landing pages for this week. As always, if you have any further questions, please do send me an email at contact at rosenadvertising.com. Next week, we're going to be talking more about marketing, automation, all that kind of fun stuff. But please do shoot me an email at that same address if you have questions that you'd like me to address. That's all for this week. This has been Legal Marketing 101. I'm your host, Toby Rosen. Thanks so much for listening.